0: <laughs> isn't this the best
1: you know what and it's so nice this week I mean when it's just us because we know how to throw a party and you know what it's just so much better in here when it's just the sunshine buddies
2: you know the only thing that can make this better is if Uncle Alan's arm was here but even without it it's pretty damn delightful
1: in our heads it is you know what I'm saying like when things are this good in our minds we just imagine it here and it's here
0: speaking of heads we still have John Cena's head in here
1: See, there you go. Always finding the bright side. That's why you're my best friend. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a good episode. I can feel it. I can feel it.
2: All right, what do you say, guys? You think we gotta get this show on the road? Let's get down to business.
0: I like the new tone that's being set by the Sunshine Buddies being champions of this show.
2: Hi,
1: buddy. How you doing today?
0: Doing great, champ. How you doing?
1: Fantastic, champ. I'm very excited for this show.
0: Great job on that coin flip, champ.
1: Appreciate it, champ. I can't wait for you to take over, though. It's extra special because I picked it out, so he chose it just for me, and it was nice. You know, that's what buddies do.
0: I was originally intending to get a full-size couch, but I got a love seat instead.
1: All right, before I
3: (laughs) drowned in the stacker in here... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. This show, part wrestling discussion, part game show, is scheduled for One Fall with a 60-minute time limit. As always, I am your host, Chizuk Bean, and I am joined by my timekeeper, scorekeeper, and general all-around referee, Miss Erica Bennis.
2: Hi, Sweet Pea. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing okay. I've been practicing how to say Kazuchika Kaz- Kaz- Okada and i'm still not getting it.
2: Okay. Now, i must address this full out. Are you doing this to piss me off? Uh cuz i look, i love you. I love you so much, but you do this thing where you t- where you take a joke and you just you just just ram it into the ground and um it's driving me insane, which i know is your whole shtick. but stop it. You sound like a fool. You're better than that. I believe in you, goddammit.
0: He does sound like a fool, though I'm not sure he's better than that.
2: Well, I did want to mention
3: the fact that you are not only one of one part of the triple weight uh, one fall show heavyweight sunshine buddies, triple weight champion, but you are one half of the mankind with PMS tag team titles here on the one fall show. So you were you were champ champ.
2: I, uh, I hold the titles with pride. What can I say?
0: Great job, champ champ. Great job.
2: Okay, can I be called champ champ from now on? I uh, I endorse that. Thank you.
3: As you can hear, one of our uh, panelists that we've got, which is also a third of our uh, Sunshine Buddies Triple Weight Championship, is Mr. Shawnee Constant.
0: Everybody, we're the Sunshine Buddies, and we know what is going on. That's right. I'm so excited for this week. I, you know what, Erica? I think you know. You, we had some discussion last week. It would be hard to integrate Nate back. I think it's. I think the show without Nate is great. I, maybe maybe we're not going to invite him back.
2: It's very light without him here, and I. You know, look. There's enough darkness in the world. Come on, who needs who needs all that bullshit?
0: All right. Well, let me
3: introduce uh, what our second panelist, which is the other third of the Triple weight champions, and that is Mr. Justin Valentine.
1: You know, just when I think the Sunshine Buddies can't get any better, Erica is champ champ. You deserve every bit of that. I love the sound of it. So congratulations, champ champ.
2: Oh, thanks, poodle. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I've got one more
3: introduction to make this week. And while I, according to the legal papers I was handed over the week, uh, he will not be competing this week. Please welcome back to the show after weeks away, Mr. Nate Bender.
4: (laughs) I return. I return to the one fall show and I'm here to destroy the sunshine buddies.
3: Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, 100% 100% sure how you're going to do that. However, as I did mention, uh, some legal papers were uh, filed and showed up. On that's how, of-
4: Chuck. That's how. Through the very unique stipulation doubt my team of lawyers have worked out for this week, there cannot be under any situations a tie. There may not be a tie. That means that someone's going over, there will be a definitive champion crowned and the mega buddies are gonna explode.
2: You know, I should be really upset about this, but considering how 2020 has played out, of course, Nate's back. Like, this makes a lot of sense. So I guess, hi, Nate. Cool.
4: Like Retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion, but not this week because I just wanna see the results.
1: See, things are starting to make sense. He just compared himself to Retribution, which is a horrible uh, group to be compared to. So, I mean, it's starting to make sense. Hey,
4: listen, you're just lucky that I didn't come up, come back under my new Retribution name,
0: uh, Dick Nuts. <laughs> That was really close to the one that I was going to throw out there in my joke.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, let's get into it. As Nate uh, said this week, we will have both the Sunshine Buddies competing for the heavyweight championship to def- to make a definitive one champion show uh, this week. As you know, as far as that championship is concerned, we still have our PMS with uh, or mankind with PMS tag team champions, which could be defended maybe next week, the week after, whatever. But um, let's get into the show. Of course, the One Fall Show is part game show, and that game show consists of three rounds, each with three questions. Each question worth 1.2 points and three points, respectively. And, uh, of course, we will uh, if, if you have an incorrect answer, you can always try and put out an entertaining answer for some bonus points, and uh, then it will go to the the other person who is answering. Are you guys ready for a coin flip to see who is going first?
1: Because, suspiciously, you guys did tie last
0: week. Uh, I'm ready for a coin flip. Champ, I think that you should call Heads or Tails.
1: All right, Best of luck to you, Champ. I appreciate that. All right. Call it in the air. I'm going to say Heads. It is Heads. Absolutely. Can I defer to my partner? I want to give up my win to him. Champ, you go first.
0: Champ, I couldn't do that.
1: Please do. It's my win. I can do what I want with it. It's all yours. Oh, oh for,
0: for fuck's sake. Buddy.
3: All right, Justin. I will give you the uh I will give you the first question here. Which uh round do you want to go to? We've of course got the Thunderground Underdome, we've got the
1: Wednesday night war and the news and notes from around the ring. I'm gonna go with Smacked Raw. I'm forever calling it that.
3: All right, talking about Raw and SmackDown from this week. So we did just bring up retribution, they're now officially signed to the WWE. Three men who go by T-bar, mace, and slapjack on Raw. Now Retribution has at least two ladies who have been identified as Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim, but are also going to be getting their cool new Retribution code names for full credit for the full one point. What are both of those names?
1: Oh, you know what? I think it's fitting that I was handing this off to my best friend because I I saw this on social. Too busy memorizing the dumbass names they gave to the other three. So I am going to hand it off to my best friend, my better half, the other champ. Okay. Johnny, uh, do you need me to repeat the question?
0: Uh, yes, please.
1: Okay. With Retribution finally uh,
3: hitting the ring, we've got three guys and two ladies. The three guys were named Slabjack, Mace, and T-Bar. But Retribution's two women or who uh, they have not released the actual names of yet will be getting two names that uh, have been making the rounds on social media. What are they for one point?
0: You know, Chuck, I don't know, and I wasn't able to think of anything while you were talking. So my stalling technique completely failed. We remain tied.
3: (laughs) Good job, champ. Uh, There are two names that actually I think uh, were probably on the board for Retribution when they chose it, and that is Retaliation and Reckoning. Um, That's really been the big news coming out of Monday Night Raw this week. How do we all feel
1: about Retribution? Is this salvageable at this point? What a joke. What an absolute joke because of the fact that there's so many that they were masked. We had no idea at least right away who they were, what they, you could have done so many different things with this made it cool, made it good raw needed something. So I was okay with something mysterious, but for this to be, and here's what bothers me the most is the fact that these masks and face paint, it does not disguise them at all. Well enough as if we're not supposed to know who they actually are. And for the announcers to try to play off, who are these people? Where do they come from? We were just watching Mia Yim on NXT less than a month ago. Same with Dijakovic, same with all the... Dio Madden was a damn announcer for a little bit. It was a freaking broadcast partner for a minute. This is so stupid. Yeah, and then we so we reveal some and we still have 20 others that are still mysterious for some reason. It's just so bad. They have totally messed this one up. I mean, we're not surprised, but this is such a fuck up.
0: I'm going to take a slightly rosier tack. I think that this can be salvaged because I really do like the performers behind the characters. Uh, I think they have to evolve past this quickly because it has been a total disaster. (laughs) I mean, like just a total disaster from the start to the last week, which frankly shocked me. I put uh, raw on my DVR this morning because I only sort of half-ass watch it on Mondays anymore. And, uh, I was like, Oh wait, it's only been six days since that <laughs> that damn reveal. It feels like we've been laughing at them for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'm still not giving up. I, I think that the, um, the, the, the slapjaw guy with a hockey mask is the Miz. Evolve to that being the case. Let's move this thing along. Let's not try to ram the square peg of garbage through the round hole of decency.
1: See, the best thing on social media I've seen about this is a picture of the five of them standing in the ring from Raw, and the caption was, you want to see Vince screw up five call-ups at once? Here you go.
0: The best thing on social media about this is uh, T-Bar or Propane or whatever the fuck his name is, his Twitter account, is, is like Evil Uno levels of entertaining background like i will be interested to see what he does in the ring based on all this what i'm assuming to be non-canon material he's doing on twitter
2: yeah and and i was going to touch on that uh shortly but one they are very lucky to not have unveiled this while live fans were in the audience because imagine the signs every week my retribution name is blah, blah, blah. People would just be just tearing it apart if people were allowed to be in the stands, you know, normally, if, if we weren't, you know, during, if this didn't happen during the end times, that being said, uh, T-PAR's uh, social media activity, I feel like is the only thing about this that, is getting over and that will get over which is sadly detrimental to retribution's future because if something gets over without the help of vincent kennedy mcmahon as we all know they do not like that and then by they i mean vince does not like that he will not acknowledge the fact that a wrestler got something over without his help and it's just gonna go by the wayside
4: this is the worst piece of shit in wrestling Everyone knows that it's dumb. Uh, why is Mia Yim uh, a part of a group that's beating up her boyfriend? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. There was no thought to this at all. I have no idea what the creative decision behind this was, and it seems to be spreading to the good parts of the company, i.e., NXT, because we got a tr- we got a, a a teaser this week on NXT for someone coming back. Which looks like maybe the second dumbest thing behind Tommaso Ciampa's new fucking mask that he has. Uh, I still think that Tommaso Ciampa was supposed to be a part of Retribution, and he went, you know, I don't want to work that schedule, but I will keep that mask. And now we've got Tommaso Ciampa in a, a, a mask. Great, cool. If there's if there's one thing that you don't want to do to Tommaso Champa, it's like fuck with it. Like he's probably the best part of nxt especially right now austin theory is actually making a pretty big impression on me too but uh why why would you do that it it just this happy horse shit is spreading around to other places in the company and it sucks all of it sucks it's stupid
3: all right well we're still have a zero zero game after one question
1: so let's go good job champ great job champ
3: You're congratulating each other for failing
1: we're tied because we're always on the same page that's what we're just move on to the next question this first. is the saddest episode of the show ever
0: <laughs> neither of you know what is going on
3: all right well let's get on to the second question just in this week's raw saw a rehashing of the eddie guerrero ray mysterio biological father storyline Which Mysterio
1: child is now at the center of that storyline? His daughter, Aaliyah. It is. I'm sorry. Did you hear the disappointment in my voice on that one?
0: I am frankly uh, done with this storyline. I I think they did great things with introducing Mysterio Jr. to the roster, but... Despite all of their great efforts uh, and and bodily dismemberment, uh, this rivalry does not have its hooks in me and I'm ready for it to be done.
1: It's gone on for way too long.
0: Yeah,
4: this sucks. It's boring. And to to rehash the whole, who's the actual father? uh, It's just that I don't know that that was necessarily the most applauded storyline when it happened the first time. And to kind of retread it seems like why? Like, I had the exact same response that Rey Mysterio had. Like, dude, we did this. We already did this. What? Like, it was like Rey Mysterio was hearing this for the first time, and he was criticizing the writing on stage and going like, why are we doing this again, guys? It's fucking
1: horrible. And and there, it, 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 what bothers me is that they're using Seth Rollins, who is 10,000 times better than this storyline, to do it. Absolutely. Can't agree with you for, more.
2: Let's face it, 15 years ago... Dominic and in the whole like who is your father who's your daddy storyline was like one notch above Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> now that we're revisiting it 15 years later, we now have something worse than Judy Bagwell on a pole and that is saying something. Um I don't know if anybody else remembers Judy Bagwell on the pole, but it is quite infamous and it's one of those where it's like oh I can't believe that happened, and I can't believe we're doing this shit again. Like, come on. Ridiculous.
4: Can we just clear the way for the inevitable Seth Rollins-Buddy Murphy match, Because, or, like, feud? Because that's the feud that I want to see. That's the part of this that I'm interested in. I want Dominic to work with anyone else on the roster. I'm not interested in seeing Dominic and Seth again for the billionth time. I don't know why we have to have to just run that into the ground i would much rather focus on seth and murphy because i think those two can have a hell of a match those two guys are super talented and that's the feud out of this that i really genuinely want to see
3: i'm sorry does anyone else see this ending up with Aaliyah turning full stephanie mcmahon on her family
1: I think they're leading to a relationship with Buddy Murphy. I won't put it at Stephanie McMahon level because I don't know how much Aaliyah can hold up a schedule or storyline legitimately. I didn't say I wanted it. I just, like, when I saw it happening, I'm like, oh, no.
4: It shouldn't. And the reason why is she's 19, Buddy Murphy is 31. Yeah. That's the reason that it should not happen. It shouldn't even be hinted at. If that was the last time we see... Aaliyah on Raw. Fine. Good. I think that 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 needs to be dropped in a hurry. There's no way that that gets over. That's only creepy.
1: And see, the, the best way to do it is, Nate, exactly what you want. Have Seth step in, go to Buddy and say, what are you doing? And then it turns into a match between them.
4: Yeah, maybe, I guess. I'm only okay with that caveat if Seth brings the age gap up and is like, that's really fucked up. I'm just saying that's the only way that that's that's to make that okay is if one of the characters in the storyline calls that problem out on its face. Now, it's not subtext and messages that we're sending in subtext that we're we're concerned about. Now, this is clearly a storyline and and that aspect of it is part of the storyline. I'm I'm more okay with that than just letting a romance happen between those two. I think that's incredibly fucked up.
2: You're now acknowledging that Vince McMahon would have to acknowledge that a 19-year-old with a 31-year-old is icky, and we all know he has very little shame. Remember when Stephanie McMahon was, you know, put up to a, a, an Undertaker logo? Like he doesn't care. He did that to his own kid.
0: Remember when Stephanie McMahon was married to Triple H? Yeah, yeah. The,
4: all of those things. Like, and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm holding out hope. I'm just saying that that's the only way that they could do it, and I would be comfortable with it in any way shape or form
3: all right well justin on the board with two points for that answer so let's see if he can uh take three more points great job buddy thanks champ let's move on to something a little bit uh a little bit cooler as far as i'm concerned and that's uh friday night smackdown smackdown concluded with a confrontation between roman reigns and jay uso in which uso delivered an emotional promo that uh featured uso asking reigns you know what they say when they see me Uso." What was the answer? Which one are you? That's correct for three points. And uh, that promo was amazing. I If I'm looking forward to one thing tonight at Clash of Champions, it's seeing Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Even if I feel like I know how it's going to end. What about you guys? What's your thoughts been on this uh, Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns feud?
1: See, in my head, there's absolutely no way Roman loses the belt. But I, I'm with you. I love everything about this. I, I mean, we've said this week after week on the show. We know they can put on a good match. They have great chemistry when it comes to promos. They will have tremendous chemistry when it comes to a match for obvious reasons, plus the fact that they're both talented. Everything about this story is great. Throw uh, a little hint of Paul Heyman in there doesn't hurt either. Uh, so, no, I, I love everything. I'm not excited about too much for Clash of Champions. But this is one of the things I am excited for.
0: I'm a longtime Roman Reigns skeptic. He just never gets over with me. I feel like being at the top of the game, you have to be uh, highly rated in a bunch of areas. And I think that he's probably great at several, but there are a few weak spots. This is really starting to fill in some of those gaps for me. Uh, I feel like this is can't miss storytelling, unlike the stuff we've been talking about from Raw. That moment in the ring uh, was fabulous, and uh, I will never forget Mullet Uso. Um, I know which one he is now. (laughs) And um, I I, I hope that they are able to put on something of a match, and it's not an absolute squash tonight. Uh, I think that the storyline is clearly long-term, Uh, Unlike so many of the things that we've been saying, and hopefully uh, it continues to deliver as well as it has been for the last month or so.
4: Yeah, I think if this was happening in buildings with people that Roman would finally be getting over genuinely and semi-organically. I've not seen anyone say that they hate this. I think that this is good storytelling. This is WWE kind of at its best or at least the best that it can kind of hope to get. Uh, these days and uh, yeah, I'm I'm fully looking forward to, to, to tonight's match. I also don't want it to be a, a squash, but I think it also shouldn't be that competitive either. Roman's got to look dominant or he's got to be vicious and I mean vicious. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to finding out.
3: All right, Erica, at the end of our first round, where do the points set?
2: At the end of round one, we have Justin in a commanding lead of five points. Shawnee yet to get on the board, but he will kick off round two.
0: This is familiar territory, Chuck. I'm looking forward to not making my big comeback. Good luck,
3: champ. You got this. All right, Shawnee. Well, you get the uh, you get the choice. Do you want to go for the Wednesday Night War or the news and notes around the ring?
0: Oh, let's go Wednesday Night War. I am loving AEW these days.
3: All right. Well, then you'll probably do pretty well at this particular uh, category because we got plenty of questions about AEW. Starting off with the fact that AEW had to change up Dynamite this week due to some of the wrestlers contracting COVID-19. As a result, the fans were treated to an AEW World Championship match between Jon Moxley and whom?
0: Um, uh, uh can only think of the new nickname uh, what's his real name
1: oh, uh, no. <laughs> don't say the nickname please don't say the nickname
0: Um, do I get any points for Sir Slurps a lot <laughs> Sir Slurps
2: <laughs> uh, I think y- you'd get more points by just answering the damn question Shawnee you know the answer I,
0: I, Eddie Kingston there it is <laughs> Eddie Kingston
3: oh my goodness so uh what do we all think of the match I know that going into it Erica you had tweeted out you were super hyped to see this and do we see Kingston eventually uh, becoming one of the champions over at AEW
2: okay usually you you yeah usually you gentlemen go first and then I'm I'm next but I guess because I am Eddie Kingston fan number one on this podcast sure of course I'll go first for multiple Uh, reasons I I mean come on (laughs) Come on. I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, men who will just camp out down there. Uh, Why do you think my marriage has lasted this long? Anywho. uh, So I thought this match was outstanding. It was just, it it was a brawl, but it was, it was sound. Um, I feel like Eddie Kingston will eventually become a champion, but I also see him as like, definitely like a, a Piper type where he doesn't need a championship to be, a top guy or to be a fan favorite he just it's hard not to be captivated by him uh he has an incredible presence uh you know he's one of the few guys in all of wrestling regardless of uh promotion where like if they're on my screen and they've got a microphone in, in their hand'm like I will put down my phone I will put aside my laptop, whatever screen is competing with my television. It's like, all right, this is going to be good. You have my full undivided attention. I can't wait to see what happens next. Obviously we have to kind of play things out because Lance Archer is um, quarantining due to, you know, contracting COVID-19. But I, I, I like the future of Eddie Kingston's family. Like I like those guys together. They look kind of strange together as a faction, but, it works for me.
1: Yeah, my, my first reaction was, son of a bitch, now we have to talk about him again. Just because of previous conversations <laughs> we've had. Uh, in all seriousness, I second everything Erica just said. The guy is charismatic as fuck. He is fantastic in the ring. He is fantastic on the mic. He could sell just about anything he's doing. His faction, the fact that he's in the world. I mean, it was a, a last second world title match and he comes out right at the end of the first match. and The first match isn't even officially like, all the guys aren't even out of the ring. And here he comes marching down to the ring, oh shit, and calling out Moxley. And that was enough to sell that match. And it was within one night that he sold the damn world title match in the main event that they had to put on last minute. So I I, I couldn't agree more, but I, I do look at him as somebody that he does not need a title. I don't think he does. I think he will at some point. I, I don't think you need to force a title onto him. He doesn't need that.
0: Look at what AEW has done with two very, very different characters, but uh, similar sort of positioning, Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston, two guys who are telling their own story and who you can tell are not going to get pushed over for quite a long time. But we're seeing stuff now that we're going to remember six months from now. We're going to see a year from now. And when they show those packages of the historical data. It won't be like WWE, like a scribbled crayon, because they swerve ideas in a writer's room so often. These are guys telling their own stories. Eddie Kingston has the absolute perfect underdog story. He was in the Indies for, what, 17, 20 years, 80 years, whatever fucking long it's been, and now he's getting his shot on TV. I mean, like, he's, he's packaged to explode when they decide that it's time for him to explode, and he just keeps turning up that pressure, turning up that heat every time he appears on the TV. And I think that they can draw that out for as long as they want to or need to. It's it's phenomenal booking over there.
4: Yeah, I'm wholly invested in Eddie Kingston. I think he's probably one of the best uh, bright spots on AEW. Let's talk about the match, though, for a second, because I thought that this was uh, a really Really fun match, really hard hitting. It felt like a G1 match, right? Like, but uh, I know that Moxley's competed in uh the G1 before, but this felt like a New Japan match. My only complaint was that it was too short. I want to see more main event, Eddie Kingston. I know that you know, right now is not the the right time for the booking for him as the champ, but I do want to see him as a champion for all of the reasons that Shawnee just said. He has a great underdog story and like Justin said he sold a main event uh, you know world championship match in a promo and a stare off you didn't even get a return promo from Mox and I was wholly invested going into this main event I think the world of this guy I don't know like I, I have no idea how this is his first main run on television I just don't get it He's so good.
3: All right. Well, Shawnee on the board with one point, let's move on to our second question. Also about this week's AEW dynamite. Somebody came back during this week's episode. Shawnee, who was it?
0: And somebody came back.
3: Yeah. There was a return on AEW dynamite.
0: Well, this is one of those stupid questions where as soon as I hear the answer, I'm going to go, ah, fuck. Why did I get so high? (laughs) But I'm real high Chuck. So I'm going to have to pass.
3: All right, Justin, you've got an opportunity to steal two points off of this one. Who returned to Dynamite this week? Are you talking about uh, Sammy Guevara? That is incorrect. That is not who I have here. I'm talking about Cody Rhodes.
4: Oh, Jesus. Jesus, were you even watching Dynamite?
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that we were considering emo Cody Rhodes to be the same (laughs) as bad neck tattoo, trashy Cody Rhodes. They're both the same person.
3: Yeah, they both have the bad neck tattoo, but yeah. Uh, yeah after Brody Lee yeah. won against Orange Cassidy, Cody came back with uh, new Raven Black hair. What do we think about uh, Cody's
1: return? I don't Just hate fucking, it. Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, no. Go shit. ahead.
0: <laughs> ignore, ignore that. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still primed to answer first after the last question, which <laughs> I was cheated out of by Chuck's inferior uh, officiating.
3: I what? How's that? All right. sorry so
2: about How high ahead, are man. you?
0: Oh, the problem is, is I, I think I forgot to take my meds yesterday, which is a serious health issue. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and defer to Justin. We're gonna pretend none of this happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I you know I like you know the fact that after getting absolutely you know thrown around by Brody Lee and and I knew something would change. Had to after the squash match he had to lose the title. Um, I didn't hate it. I like, you know, bringing out a new look, new Cody Um, overall. And we've said this, uh, you know, before about Cody, I'm sick of him being in every main title picture in AEW, you know, give other guys a shot. And that's just my opinion. I don't hate Cody. I think he's good in the ring, but it's just since AEW has been a thing, he has to be in every major storyline. And that's kind of a McMahon Triple H move when Triple H was wrestling. and, And, you know, in my opinion.
0: I sort of look at him as the um, the Roman Reigns of uh, AEW, and he's sort of paralleling the story here, but I like each step of the story more from Cody Rhodes than I have from Roman Reigns. So uh, is this uh, a little sly counter-programming on behalf of AEW? Who knows? I think it's definitely working, though. I mean, I love when any character comes back uh, as a Furiosa.
4: I think he actually needed to be out longer. Uh, I think he came back a little bit too soon, especially after the reveal. What was it last week that he's, you know, a, a, a panelist on a show that's hosted by Burt Kreischer? Sure. And like that announcement was technically kind of like a part of dynamite. I think I just think he needed another like six weeks to be off television selling the injury uh, or, you know, promoting that thing or whatever. And then bring him back with, you know, the new badass hair and and everything like that. But it's okay. Uh, I like Cody. I think he's, you know, one of the bright spots of uh, all of AEW's programming. Um, But yeah, I just think he probably should have been off television longer.
0: You make an interesting point because I do think that the, both the ratings and the quality of storytelling were indicating that he's not necessary at this time. Yes. And that pop could have been bigger had you have had you pushed it out longer. Uh, it's a good point.
4: Uh, you know, I, I had heard uh, Chris Jericho remark on his podcast that they wanted to start pushing some of the guys who have been on dark. And I think you see that with like Will Hobbs, right? Like, that's that i mean there's a great guy to push on your main show right now and you're right it's sort of like cody shoehorned into anything but then again the the whole nightmare collective or brandy being shoehorned into like if we can replace maybe some of the shoehorning that is going on with the nightmare collective and that whole nonsense and brandy and replace it with cody maybe that's better like i i would rather see cody than that all right. Well, we've got one more question in our Wednesday night war round. Justin, NXT
3: concluded this week with a gauntlet match to determine who was going to face Finn Balor at takeover for the NXT championship. Who came out the winner of that match? Who was it? Oh, my gosh.
1: O'Reilly. I always forget his first name. I don't know why. Was it Kyle O'Reilly? Kyle O'Reilly is correct for three points. Uh, how do you guys feel about a
3: Balor versus O'Reilly match? I know my interest is off the charts because I've been a
1: Kyle O'Reilly fan for quite a while. I think it's interesting. I you know, I'm definitely, you know, in on it because it's different. You know, it's definitely not the route many people thought they would take uh just because he hasn't been used in that role uh, a lot because, you know, Adam Cole has been the guy going for the NXT title and he had the NXT title forever. So I think it's a, a you know, a good little a swerve of sorts, you know, because I think a lot of people, once Finn Balor got the title, they maybe stop, you know, Cameron Grimes would get the push. Not that I think he deserves it per se, at least yet. Um, So, you know, I like it. It's different and I hope it, it's a good different. I hope the match is good, whether or not he wins the title. Uh, But I, you know, I like different switch it up.
0: Kyle O'Reilly has such a unique wrestling style and we've seen so little of it during his entire NXT run. I think that this, uh, is going to lead to something really fun in terms of professional wrestling, uh, in terms of a an NXT takeover feel match. Uh, so that I'm really looking forward to. Um, in the bigger picture, I've been falling off of NXT. And I think that what's going to really reset my wrestling viewing habits is going to be this draft that's coming up here soon. Because I've been falling off of Raw as well. And if they do some really interesting things. I'm going to have to pay a little more attention to all the shows, but as of now, I'm sort of falling in a comfort zone of my wrestling viewing and NXT has not been part of that since they uh, went into this full on, uh, you know, third brand uh, up against AEW approach.
4: I think that the Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor match is going to be good. I don't think that there's any question who's coming out on top of that finn is i think is is pretty obviously going to be the winner there here's what i'm more interested about in this whole storyline is that there seems to be a bit of a a split a a splitting of adam cole and kyle o'reilly and bobby fish and roderick strong and that's what i'm a little bit more interested about it's very it's been very subtle but there was one week when Kyle O'Reilly came to the aid of someone who was getting beat up in a backstage segment. Uh, There was also, he like uh, tried to stop Bobby fish from beating the shit out of Drake Maverick with a chair. So there's some very slight nods that Kyle O'Reilly might be starting in the midst of a face turn. And I think given the Adam Cole, Finn Balor match, that Adam Cole is also positioned to turn face. And I think if you have a, a, a splitting of the Undisputed Era, that may be a really good final chapter in Adam Cole's NXT run. Because I agree with Justin. I listened to the shows while I was off, and I agree with Justin when he said, listen, you know Adam Cole's at a point where he's done everything there is to do in NXT, except for the dissolution of the group. I think that may be his last arc. Hopefully, I I don't know where he goes from that. If he goes to the main roster or if he goes back to the Indies, hopefully I think he he would be better served going back to the Indies or going back to Japan, but that's neither really here nor there. I'm very, very, very interested in the dynamic and what's happening in Undisputed Era right at this moment.
2: You know, knowing now that Nate has been listening to uh, some of the past few episodes, the fact that you didn't jump in on our uh, prime Eddie Kingston content, I'm a little sad (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, uh, i don't know if he's uh you know he's ready not going to get in party. on that action yeah, yeah no not, really. not necessarily i don't think he's
2: wanting to get in on that action oh geez you know what i meant just
1: i'm <laughs> just
4: taking a guess eddie kingston looks like he can handle himself in all things let me put it that
1: way there you go <laughs> there we go well so- hopefully they're not
3: They're not fitting Adam Cole with a Bane mask for retribution. But uh, what I am looking forward to is after two rounds, Erica, what do the points look like?
2: The fact that you even put that idea out into the universe makes me sad because I'm like, oh, God, they're going to do it. They're going to ruin that poor boy.
3: I consistently hope to put bad ideas in the universe so that they do not happen.
2: I just I don't uh, I don't trust McMahon. I don't trust him to not F that up. But anywho, (laughs) My doom and gloom aside, Uh, currently at the end of round two, we have Justin with eight points, Shawnee with one. Still very much anyone's game because, once again, final fall is uh, fun.
3: Yep, it's always there to swing the uh, vote one way or the other. All right, Shawnee, you get to start off our news and notes from around the ring category. Are you ready?
0: I am so ready. Okay.
3: (laughs) I was expecting you to say I'm real high, Chuck. So
0: I am so high, Chuck
3: thank you starting with uh, impact wrestling as i always like to ken shamrock looking to be inducted into the impact wrestling hall of fame the rock <laughs> well let me finish the question uh during the hall of fame at bound for glory october 24th which
0: wwe the answer is the rock, Chuck.
3: <laughs> agreed to record a video for his induction yes yes the answer is the rock so uh Shawnee with a point. Uh, Obviously, The Rock not under Vince McMahon's, you know, contractor thumb anymore. Do we think there's still a good um, working relationship between Vince and The Rock? Or is he starting to do things like this and maybe buying the XFL just to kind of screw with his old boss?
0: I think that's the case at all. I think that he respects him as a mentor and a businessman. And then uh, I don't think he would do this if he thought that it was going to bring bad blood. You know, I I think that there's been a long, long, long time understanding that in some ways, Impact is a factory for people that WWE want to pluck up. And WWE, much like they did with Evolve in a more direct sense, I think has always thrown them a few bones. Like, uh, more interesting, I think, is that they're going to allow Impact to use WWE footage of Shamrock facing, uh, Rocky, uh, in in the ceremony and that indicates that they have something of a blessing from the wwe
1: with aew coming on tv what i've noticed with that and i know this isn't about aew but what i've noticed is that uh wrestlers current wrestlers hall of famers legends retired whatever they are no matter what company they're tied to or who they spent the most time with or whatever they're interacting and, you know, playing a role with all promotions and interacting with wrestlers from all promotions. So and it's whether it's just a subtle tweet, it's going back and forth on social media or it's something like this. And it's, it's turning into the norm. And, you know, so this doesn't surprise me. I don't think it's a, you know, a shot at Vince. I think, you know, they have wwe's blessing blessing because i guarantee you uh exactly what shawnee said they will show footage of their matches from 98 because why else would you know he be the one doing ken shamrock's ceremony so
4: i think that this is more like listen you don't sign my chip you don't sign my paychecks anymore you know like I think The Rock is so far past like his need for the WWE or their approval or caring about their disapproval that it's just like, okay, yeah, like you reached out, like sure, I'll do it. I, I just think I, you know The Rock seems like a nice guy. Like, why would he not? I, I, you know, and I think the only only serviceable answer to that is Vince McMahon would flip his shit. And I think like if Old Man Vince is gonna flip his shit and you're The Rock, do you really care? Like, is it really going to hurt your career at this point? You know, what is he going to do? Bury you at the next WrestleMania? It's you, it's, it's, I I just think like he's graduated and evolved so far past the WWE and their cares that it's just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do whatever the fuck I want.
0: To be clear, I agree with that entirely. I think that in terms of uh, stature in life. Rock is sitting at the table with Vince McMahon. Yes, but I think that it's more of a, you know, a, a respect issue, and I so I don't think he would do something to uh, directly inflame McMahon. I think that this whole XFL thing has. I don't think that's a snub for McMahon. I think that no. they have conversations about weird second football leagues behind the scenes.
4: Yeah, no, i that that seems like a very amiable agreement, like. I think if Vince was going to sell the XFL to anyone, like he probably feels very comfortable selling it to to Dwayne. You know why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I just I I don't I don't see their relationship as as contentious. And and you know it's interesting, Shawnee. Like I do actually see them as peers, and I have to wonder if that's their dynamic now. You know these days in like 2020, if they're much more like peers than they were as you know boss employee.
2: Before moving on, I just want to say uh due to Shawnee's enthusiasm, I have awarded him two bonus points, uh, giving him three points for that question because I was just so impressed. You were on that shit like a fat kid on a cupcake. Way to go. Great job, champ. Proud
1: of you.
0: Thanks, buddy. And uh just so everyone out there knows, I do like cupcakes.
1: Cupcakes are pretty sweet.
0: It's all the sugar, Chuck. <laughs>
3: That's not the last time we'll hear about The Rock in this episode, just so you know. However, let's uh, continue to talk about Impact Wrestling for our second question for two points. On Impact this week, which I'm sure nobody but me saw, uh, EC3 cut one brutal promo on Moose and revealed a very personal piece of information. What was it?
0: I have no idea, Chuck
3: okay okay there was it was really fun to watch you slowly lean into the camera while your mind the, the gears were rolling
0: i really do hope that at some point we're able to agree to evolve this thing to video
3: yeah because that was that was comedically perfect all right justin your opportunity to uh steal two points on this one what piece of personal information about moose did ec3 reveal during his promo on impact this week was it his phone number yes it was he gave out moose's actual personal phone number i don't really have any good talking points about this if you guys want to pick it up and and talk about i don't know anything feel free
1: otherwise can can i just ask was it his actual phone number or was it like a number they set up you know do we know that
4: was it a worked phone number
2: i can't confirm or or deny any of that all i know is moose uh like had like screenshots of like a bunch of missed calls and like an ass load of texts. So even, even if they got like a burner number for a bit, I mean, that's still kind of funny because, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, they put the number on the screen and it wasn't just like five, 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 one, two, three, four, or something like, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that they committed to the bit and EC3's promo was outstanding. Cause I, I like EC3. What of it? I
1: think it's clever, different, you know,
2: shout out to impact. Huge fan. Look at you <laughs> coming around.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to our
3: third question, Justin. The WWE's latest foray into merchandising came this week with the launch of WWE Wines. The first two bottles honored The Undertaker and The Ultimate Warrior for three points. What are the types of wine under the Taker and Warrior labels? You got to know
1: your wine about this one. See, here's the thing. I, I hate wine with a passion, so I do not know the answer to these ones. All right. Shawnee, all you, buddy.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and guess uh, Merlot and Zinfandel, Chuck.
3: Ooh, you are halfway there, but you needed both of them to get full points. Nate, did you have a guess on this one?
4: Is it? What is it? Uh, Because I don't know my wine either, but I I do remember somebody talking about it. Was the Taker one a Cabernet of some sort?
3: Yeah, the Taker one is a Cabernet uh,
4: Sauvignon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the, the, the Warrior one is a Zinfandel. That's correct. But Which is absolutely- hilarious. That's fucking hysterical.
3: <laughs> uh, no points for you, because uh, obviously this game uh, this week is between Shawnee and Justin. However, what weird bit of merch item
4: would each of you guys like to
3: see from the WWE
4: now that they're in the wine game? Who? Wait, I just need to know. Like, I need to know who thought this was a good idea. Who thought like this is the merchandising that the WWE needs?
1: I mean, it, it's know your demo you know what i'm saying who drinks wine e- erica has her hand up i believe she right wine. and i know erica and i knew erica would jump in and say it's her and i get it i'm she obviously- also doesn't
0: watch wwe so <laughs> that's, fair. Don't know
1: you're not in their that's demo. also a fair point but if you go to any way back when when we used to be able to, go to live shows I, I i would bet very good money that a good chunk of that audience was not drinking wine no,
4: that's a, that's a beer drinking crowd. If anything,
2: first of all, the fact that you can't understand that, like women, even though I am a woman that doesn't regularly watch the product because they've pissed me off so much, uh, like it's just, I think it's also one of those like stupid novelties that they're like, I think they're also just trying to test, like, let's see what else they'll buy. You know, like and and just yeah. See, let's see what we can get away with because I feel like that's a thing in the back of Vince McMahon's mind where he's like, <laughs> let's let's just let's just do this shit.
4: Fine, okay, listen. But if they come out with like a Bella's Twins Chardonnay, I'm joining Re- uh, 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 Retribution and firebombing the WWE offices.
2: <laughs> Are you going to use the bottles as Molotov cocktails? Absolutely. Well, yeah. And then your It'd retribution would be thematically
4: name, appropriate.
1: Your retribution name would then be firebomb, and it would fit no it's dick nuts Dick
0: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that the ultimate warrior was an awful human being okay. yes he was no, that's,
3: that's fair absolutely no i'm thinking you know if we can maybe get some matt riddle cbd oil that could be uh something
4: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah i i can't i can't think of too many like weird niche products
3: all right well we're at the end of three rounds erica where do the points sit? That-
2: Uh, We have Justin with 10 points. Shawnee with four. Still very much anyone's game at this point. And back to you, Chuck.
3: All right. Absolutely. We're into the final fall where the points are, uh, which is always worth uh, 10 points. Uh, And this one also about Mr. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Now hours before recording this. Uh, Good luck, buddy.
0: I hope that uh, you're the champ at the end of the show.
1: Same goes your way, buddy. Wishing you the best.
4: I am gagging on saccharin over here.
1: Hours before recording this episode,
3: Dwayne Johnson publicly endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for the upcoming presidential election. He shared a video conversation with them on his social media and asked a pivotal question regarding uh, if they win the election. For 10 points, I'm asking both Shawnee and Justin what that question was. So you guys go ahead and uh, send that to me in a private message. And uh, in the meantime, Nate uh what what do you think so far who do you think is going to come out on top on this one
4: come out on top on on what i wasn't listening sorry as far as the sunshine buddies who do you think you're going to uh, be
3: you know who do you think you've got to look out for when you do come back to competition
4: oh listen i'm not i'm not really concerned about the competition all right i've got i've got my own tricks up my sleeve uh so it, it doesn't really matter who wins but I think Justin's been playing a better game than Shawnee has today. That's fair, absolutely fair. Erica, you look like you had something.
2: Well, I mean, all due respect, Shawnee is real high, Chuck. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean that that considering, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think he's doing pretty well considering that fact. Um, <laughs> like uh, as working for, under a handicap, yes, a little bit. I, I like the fact that he uh, he purposely puts himself, you know, behind the eight ball, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna battle this back, and I could win this." this whole thing so
0: shawnee's doing eight balls not today chuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) to be fair he's always high and he became a champion high so he he knows what's going on he knows what he's doing state dependent learning
2: anywho i think before we get to the final fall answers i think we would be remiss if we did not mention uh road warrior animal passing away this week look when some of these older guys do pass away it's not super surprising but he seemed to be relatively active or at least you know when it c- comes to like the cons and and stuff where he he always seems to have a presence there i didn't know of any other ailments he may have been suffering from personally but you know then again it's like he did wrestle in the 80s and he probably did a lot of steroids and cocaine, which is murder on your heart. Oh, he so, definitely.
4: Uh, you've not, have you never seen the the Starcade behind the scenes video? Where I thought
2: that was Hawk. I thought uh, Hawk did that. You
4: know what? You're. I think you might be right. I think. I think yeah. it might have been Hawk that was uh, that was gacked out of his mind with uh, with Sting.
2: I mean, either way. I mean, it's still very sad. And and I think if I do recall the first episode of uh, no shoot no it was at all in he rode his bike down the ramp at all in like it like he like he still he still loved wrestling I know I've mentioned this before, but like there are guys who like once their in ring career is over with, they either like have nothing and no interest in, in the business. And then there's guys that still obviously love it. And he was one of them and it's just, you know, he leaves behind a family and it's, it's just very sad. And my condolences.
3: Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get to our final fall question. Once again, for the listening audience at home hours before we recorded this episode, Dwayne The Rock Johnson publicly endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for the upcoming presidential election. He shared a clip from a video conversation he had where he asked a pivotal question regarding if they win the election. Uh, The question is what is in question here. And I want to give Shawnee a couple of points, even though he did not give me the correct answer. I think he has a very solid answer in that he wanted to, uh, he, he believes that The Rock asked them, will they finally make Dick Togo Memorial Day a national holiday?
0: <laughs> Cause I'd uh, also like to take a moment, uh, if we could, a moment of silence in respect of Mr. Dick Togo and the memory therein.
2: Once again, Dick Togo is very much alive. Uh, but how many extra points does Shawnee get, Joe?
3: I'll give him a couple. Of, it's like two, two extra points for that. that All
2: right. That I just want to it. make sure I have this official.
3: Yeah, that was worth it. Justin, however, looking for the full 10 points by uh, having the correct answer, which is how will you earn the respect of the American people once you're inside the White House? So, uh, Justin, congratulations on earning the full 10 points on that final fall and uh, before Erica tells us who is the, the new uh, sunshine buddy, triple weight metaversal champion. Uh, I just want to say shout out to Alexa Bliss's hair and makeup artist this Friday on SmackDown because the hairstyle that they gave her, they knew ahead of time that uh, was going to look disastrous by the time she was done with the match. And it fit with the fiend storyline that's going on perfectly. So uh shout out to you, you know, what's up.
4: Yeah, that may be the only other storyline that I'm genuinely interested in.
1: She knows what's going on, Chuck. She knows what's (laughs) going on. Mm
0: -hmm. Preach.
1: All right,
3: Erica, give us the final points and let us know who our one champion is.
2: Well, even though he uh, secured some bonus points for an a stellar answer, uh, Shawnee came out with six points. Justin, getting that question right, received the full 10 points. He re- uh, ended up with 20 points. Justin is now our new champion.
0: Great job, champ. Great job.
1: I
2: could not do it without your support.
0: Reflecting on this episode, there was uh, no chance that I was ever going to win this one. <laughs>
3: Well, I appreciate that uh, you you both uh, worked under these conditions and that uh, we will next week, of course, have a full three-person show or, or at least three panelists for the uh, for the one fall show game show part of this. Uh, Justin, you are our new champ. Here's 60 seconds on the clock. Let us know anything we
1: missed this week, anything you'd like to say. Go right ahead. So we had this pay-per-view tonight that I sarcastically set off the mic earlier to you guys. I'm so looking forward to it um this is horrible listen they the the pay-per-view that they had a week after SummerSlam was more I was more excited for than I am for tonight at least going in there are two matches the Roman Reigns Uso and the ladder match that I'm excited for everything else is just a repeat of what we've been seeing for the last three months or something that they just put together for absolutely no reason and I don't get it. You had four weeks to build a pay-per-view and it's supposed to be one of your, not a top four, but it's the pay-per-view that all titles are on the line. So I don't get it. I'm not excited for it. Besides those two matches, uh, horrible writing heading into this pay-per-view.
3: All right, Justin, thank you very much. Shawnee uh, coming up a little bit short for this one. uh Oh, he just texted me and said, is everyone's discord broken? I think he, uh, he may have lost it. Nate, You got 60 seconds on the clock. What would you like to tell us?
4: Uh, Here's what I want to say is that uh, in the three weeks since I've not been on the show, uh, NXT has had a steady decline ever since the end of their uh, Super Tuesday run. And I'm really disappointed because I was really liking what NXT was doing up until about three weeks ago. And it seems like with a departure of uh, of a significant portion of their talent, uh, you know, Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Mia Yim, uh, Mercedes Martinez. I am really disappointed with the uh direction that, that NXT has taken. So hopefully they're able to uh course correct. And I mean, I get it, Karrion Cross is injured. But come on, guys! Like you got so much talent there. Let's let's really build something interesting.
3: All right, Shawnee, you got sixty seconds on the clock. What would you like to tell everybody?
0: I think people are sleeping on the IC division right now, and I think this match tonight has the potential to be excellent stuff. I mean, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, who's just increasingly turning into this raving lunatic in a way that I absolutely love, and Jeff Hardy, who. I swear every program, every rivalry, every feud that he's a part of, I think is going to be his last, but he really never disappoints at a pay-per-view. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes. And I hope that Sami Zayn isn't pushed outside of relevance after this i would like to see this particular cast going after this particular title it's the workers title and i feel that these are workers at the top uh, of their game
3: all right erica anything we missed this
2: week no not necessarily but uh i won't be uh watching the pay-per-view or at least like all the way through in one uh sitting uh because bob's burgers comes back tonight and that to me means more than this pay-per-view
3: well i look forward to your bob's burgers podcast then (laughs) <laughs> erica where can people find you online
2: they can find me online at erica underscore Banis on twitter and instagram
0: how about you shawnee you can find me on instagram uh updating the champions club uh, my uh, wallpaper has arrived uh, that's at shawnee.constant and then uh, i run the twitter account and often and doing stuff on the facebook pages find me there
4: mr nate bender where can people find you online You can find me at Nate Benderama on Twitter. You can also find me now streaming live over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, and I want to extend an invitation to all of the One Fall Show listeners to join us each and every Saturday afternoon as we have a new extension of the One Fall Show, the One Fall Show, WWE 2K19 Super Universe Mode, three episodes out on our YouTube right now. Go check them out. It's me and and Will, and Chuck's there too. We're all calling some awesome matches in a heavily modified WWE 2K19 universe go check it out it's a lot of fun join us live or check it out on youtube
0: i watched the first episode and uh did find uh it to be very enjoyable i hope to get a shot on that show at some point
4: you know what the invitation is open you guys can make characters i'm i'm totally willing to integrate them into the universe i think that would be enormously fun
1: all
3: right justin where can people find you online
1: uh, on social media at jv underscore sports underscore talk and jvsportstalk.com and my name is chuck Bean. i've been your host for another episode of of the One Fall show. Make sure you check me out on Twitch at
3: twitch.tv/chzuck. Sunday afternoons playing some rock band 3. Also, you can find me as part of the Nerd Radio podcast wherever you get your podcast and at nerdradio101.com. Thanks for playing another week of the One Fall show, guys. I will talk to you after the Clash of Champions next week for the One Fall show. I think we're finding our 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 wheels as a group
1: well i think you know starting the whole sunshine buddy storyline and we have our own vibe and characters and you know that kind of thing going on i think uh you know that added to us finding what we really want to do
0: i've always wanted and, and i used to talk with chuck about this all the time to have story behind the story being sort of what makes for the draw of not only the product but i think that it brings out more enthusiasm in us. And so Mm -hmm. that's what actually becomes the draw. It's like, it's just like professional wrestling, trying to find the best version of ourselves and playing with that. And and it becomes infectious for everybody, especially when we get genuine laughs, you know, uh, within the group.
2: Speaking of dick nuts, uh, that is part of the possible uh, titles that I came up with, or at least I was taking notes on. Uh, Well, obviously gagging on the saccharine, Still uh, in, in contention. Uh, this is the yes. worst piece of shit in wrestling. <laughs> okay. never forget Mullet Uso. Just so everyone knows, I do enjoy cupcakes. Uh, and then, no, my attribution name would be Dick Nuts. And then, <laughs> one- <laughs> and then once uh. again, once again, Dick Togo is very much alive. So there we go. <laughs>
4: with with the build uh, you know that they did it could have it really could have gone either way because it's not like it's not like Jaxler is a permanent tag team
3: oh no no that's that's just a one step towards nia jackson shayna baszler whoever uh
4: whoever
1: dies loses
4: so apparently oscar (laughs) and Zelina is no longer on the pre-show i can't even imagine what's going to be on the pre-show now
1: no i think they moved the smackdown tag title match to the pre-show Cesaro oh. and Shinsuke and uh, oh, the
0: motherfuckers. fuckers. Why is there uh, even a pre-show for a non-live event? It's so fucking stupid. Thank right? you. Oh yeah. Chuck, uh, we were oh, talking sorry. about before. Um, <laughs> great to have you back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about calling out listeners to uh, potentially be on the show. Um, why don't we practice run that, you know, say it out loud so that next week you remember to do it as part of the show. Can we use that email? I sent you that email address, right? Uh, Nate, yes. do you remember what it was? Is it just one fall show at Gmail?
4: It would be the same as, uh, the, um, YouTube, right? Yes, sir. Let me, give me one second. Hang
0: on. I hope, I hope people check out that YouTube show. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun.
4: So, uh, hang on. Where's the, hang on. Your videos. Uh, yes, it's one, it's one fall show at gmail.com.
3: So we're setting up an email address where if people want to challenge us, uh, for the one fall show championships, uh, you can go over to one fall show at gmail.com and, uh, put your hat in the ring, put your, put your name in the hat,
1: put your name in the face, name in the hat, hat in the ring, ring in the face, put your face in the pie. What at one fall show at I think, gmail.com. I think it's time to log off. Chuck's losing it.
3: Yeah, I just, I'm desperately waiting to get out of catering so I can beat up Chad Gable some more.
4: Dude, we're all in catering. We're all, we're, we're all at the bottom of the card together. It's, it's, it's we're, quite sad. We're all wrestling
3: on AEW dark and main event.
4: That's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about the game still, or are you yeah. just just shooting on our lives just shooting
1: (laughs) damn
4: just you know what take your pick it 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 could be either
1: whatever whatever fits your narrative okay
4: yeah yeah all
3: right well you guys enjoy what there is of a pay-per-view tonight yeah jesus god
1: well undertaker might be there
0: i hope not uh one of our bits on the old incarnation of the (laughs) the one fall show was that uh I was constantly reminding people that uh, one day Hologram Undertaker will indeed uh, wrestle for a title. And uh, this just all plays into that. The Undertaker is never going to be off of your WWE programming. Mark my never. words. Never. Oh all
4: anyway.
1: right. Hi, guys. Adelaide. I'm going to yeah, log out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Erica, like, who's going to say I'll say it. I'll say it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. Bye, guys. I fucking forgot
1: to plug
0: my Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) You were too
2: high.